Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Blessed are we in the awakening dawn. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are of Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Ween. And welcome, Crystal, there in the chat room and everybody else that will be joining us. Or joining us in the magical time machine, which is the archive listen, which always means that you can listen to this week, next week, last week. What? I'm confused. It's all time travel. So basically it means you can click on an old episode and listen in. It's very simple. We don't have to send too many things out or whatever or search for anything. Anyway, you're listening to Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Weed. And the song you were hearing was from Kellyanna, who's been a guest of ours before. And she tours the pagan festival circuits and everything else and sort of got us chanty music. Very nice. And I had a chance to talk to her for a while when she was here in Northern Virginia at Six and Stones. But I do see that Susan is in the queue. Oh, there she is. So I'll bring her on. Welcome, Susan, and green blessings. Green blessings to you. How are you this week? I am amazingly well because I've gotten over certain pains. (laughs) Excuse me, if you will. All right. Excellent. Yes. Yes. You know how you go through something bad, and then when you come out of it, you almost feel like invincible. So I have that great sort of... Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. Indeed. One of the reasons for 
for <clears throat> pushing oneself sometimes. Mm. Is that, you know, that sense of, wow, I, I didn't really think I could do it, but I did it. Exactly. And I've often said that, you know, in the age of, you know, prescription drugs and all this other stuff, I've often said, though granted I've been guilty, uh, that happiness comes through accomplishment. It doesn't come through some magical pill. It doesn't come through some other nonsense. Forgive me if I'm preaching. But how are you happy if you're not accomplishing, if you're not stepping or, 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 or progressing? Waiting for a pill to make you happy. You know, to me that's ridiculous. Sorry, I've been in a lot of debates about this kind of thing recently. <laughs> about these. I and, you, and it sounds like you did this without a pill to make you happy. Yes, exactly. Of course. And I congratulate you. Maybe a little bourbon at times, but not a pill. <laughs> <laughs> Hippocrates said, "Every person is allowed one vice." Well, that works then. <laughs> I have always found that very sage advice. And so long as we are willing to participate in our vice in reasonable moderation, we uh, we needn't castigate ourselves for having uh, vices being <clears throat> as it was human, indeed. Right. right. And again, balance being the thing. Moderation, I would say, even more than balance. The, because, uh, goodness, you know, people might say, oh, well, I was very moderate with that. <laughs> I'm a moderate. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's see. Last week, <clears throat> we got to talking about Ogum, one mm-hmm. of the first alphabets. Have you worked at all with Ogum or with no. runes? Oh, the runes. Oh, yes. Um. Ogum became runes. So I described the Ogum as a central spine, and then one or two or three or four or five lines coming after to the right of it, to the left of it, or crossing it with a right slant or a left slant, Thus, giving us twenty different rune, twenty different ogum characters. Yes, and if you're familiar with the runes, you can see the the spine line and the lines going off to the right, the left, and the slant line, slantwise ones. Except that the runes have been taken off the spine. So the ogum, the long, straight, upright line was drawn, and then the various ogum was was put on that, whereas the runes <clears throat> had the freedom to not have to be on the line. Right. And I've wondered about the line meaning like the root of a tree, as maybe perhaps it's origin. Don't know. Just a question or just a thought. Excellent thought. Excellent question. So we I talked about my cycle, the trees of the thirteen moons, and that the thirteen moons are the lunar part of the solar year. 
so the, even though we say there are 12 months, we all know very well that there are 52 weeks. And if you divide 52 by 4, <clears throat> you are going to come up with 13. So there are 13 lunations in a solar year. If, gentle listener, you are interested in this, may I recommend the Lunar Phases card from Snake and Snake Productions. That's Snake and Snake dot com. Or if you want to call, it's nine one nine four zero one nine five nine one. And here, in a sheet of paper sized card, are all of the lunations for every single day of 2015 with the full moons and the new moons all shown with their times. It's very, very easy to read. I've seen far more elaborate lunar calendars, and I don't like them anywhere near as much. As a matter of fact, I have been using this lunar calendar since, let me look up here on the wall and see, oh my goodness, these are so old and yellowed, 87, 86, 85, 84, 83, 82, 81, 80, 79, since 1979, I moved into this house in 1978, and I have my lunar calendar since 1979, hanging here, snake and snake lunar calendar, so the trees of the 13 moons, because the Ogum was not just proto letters and not just um, not good enough hieroglyphics, but a really interesting amalgam between a more alphabetic language and a hieroglyphic language, so that each Ogum had numerous, numerous, numerous associations with it, so that they could each tell a great number of different stories. And one of those stories is the stories of. Uh, the trees. So we're going to begin with birch. The lunar cycle begins at the first new moon after winter solstice. So let's see. Ah, yes, here we go. This is what we want the first. New moon after winter solstice. Did I put that in here? I didn't. I'm always surprised at how many calendars don't have the moons in them. Do you have a lunar calendar there? I think that um, that it's a very interesting point because calendars based on cycles, I think it's incredible that they don't. I mean, I look on an online one. Is basically what I do myself. Huh? I don't have one physical. <laughs> I mean, I look right. at one online, and um, and that's how I know the phases. Or if I'm doing an online ritual on Main Street Universe or something, uh, then I say, "Oh, we're in this cycle, waning, waxing, whatever." But yeah. it's true. Sun's important. Why is it in the moon? It should important? indeed be right here. And you'd say, no, wait a second, didn't you just have that lunar calendar? Yes, but I walked into the, I put it down and I walked into the other room where I have the books on birch. Because we're going to begin with birch. And I'm going to guess yeah. 
that that first new moon after winter solstice is going to be all the way into January in 2015. Kind of looking back from uh, where I do have the lunations marked and uh, estimating them forward. Oh, actually, here. Marked here. The new moon is on the 21st of December. So our cycle starts at solstice this coming year. And it starts with Beth, which is the Ogum for B. And the qualities associated with Birch and with Beth are being, essence, and existence. If you give someone a piece of birch, in the language of plants, it means you may begin. The image of the white birch in the full moon with snow all around. The time of the birch is the time of inception. It's the time of conception. It's still in the dark of the year. But things already know that there will be change. So this is the the quiet, the mystery held within the silence. Birch wands are used for blessings. Now, as we talk about the trees of the 13 moons, I'm going to be mentioning the wand that we can use. Mm. We can make from each one of these woods. And it's important, I was taught, to use only living wood for a wand, although it won't be living after you cut it. But in other words that one must go to the tree that's going to supply the branch for the wand and ceremony with the tree until the tree agrees to give part of itself away for a wand. That we don't make a wand by picking up a piece of dead wood. Hmm. That it's important that there be a connection to the living tree in the wand. And a wand, of course, is... Well, hey, anybody who's watched a Harry Potter movie knows about wands, and they a wand should not be a staff, right? A staff is a big stick that you can, like, use almost like a walking stick, right? And a wand is a smaller piece of wood, usually, you know, a, a foot to, to a foot and a half, a small and a thin piece of wood, as well, and often decorated and ceremonied, as I said, not just in terms of freeing it from the tree, but also in terms of creating intention that if we were to 
make a birch wand that would be for the intention of having a wand for doing blessings. Uh, house blessings, baby blessings, uh, pregnancy blessings, garden blessings, all kinds of blessing ceremonies. There was a wonderful blessing of the waters that was done in this area last year. Of course, very big and important watershed in our area. So the birch wand begins. The birch wand is for blessings. The birch wand, uh, we might say, is the wand of of uh, putting the spark into the dark. That first glimmer, that first bright idea. So <clears throat> as we move, <clears throat> excuse me, of the next couple of weeks here, into this winter solstice energy. Let's be thinking about how birch can come into our lives. What way can we use birch to help us to get that spark going in the wintertime? There are medicinal uses, um, we might call them some secular uses and magical uses as well. So medicinally, birch has the ability to heal wounds. And that's both the leaves of the birch and the inner bark of the birch. Birch leaf tea is said to dissolve kidney stones. And the infusion of the bark is said to increase kidney function and act as a diuretic. One of my favorite birches, and of course there are a great many different kinds of birches, is black birch, also known as cherry birch or sweet birch. And when you break it, it gives off the odor of wintergreen. And I like to use black birch um, both as an infusion, as a mineral tonic, and after I'm done drinking it, using whatever I have left over as one of the best grease cutters in the kitchen that I have ever found. And greasy stovetop oven, some yucky place you really need to get the grime out without scrubbing birch infusion will do it for you. And that's made from the twigs and the buds. Birch is in the handle of your broom. Birch means a tree whose bark is used for writing. The Sanskrit word burga has become our birch. A tree whose bark is used for writing. Birch bark paper. Birch sap for beer. Birch bark canoes. Birch sap wine, birch sap vinegar, birch baskets made from 
the bark. Birch flogs made from the twigs. Cradles are made of birch wood. And last week we mentioned the plywood and the cabinets that are made of birch. Dowels are made of birch. Shoe heels are made of birch. Embroidery hoops are made of birch. And the stick in your ice cream treat is probably a piece of birch, unless they've replaced it with a piece of plastic. (laughs) Birch bark can be folded into a container, and the container filled with water, and that hung over a fire, and the water can boil, can be brought to boiling in the birch bark container without the birch bark burning up. Yet birch bark is the best tinder in the woods. I was once out hiking in the early spring in the high reaches of the Catskills, which isn't that high. The highest Catskills are just a little over 3,000 feet. But it can still get cold, and I was kind of trapped in a a sleety, uh, cold, icy downpour that had me on the verge of hypothermia and everything coated in ice. I finally found a place to stop. I pitched my tent, and I tried to make a fire, and the wind was howling so hard I couldn't get my little camp stove going, and I didn't dare to take it inside the tent because everything in there is so flammable, and with the, the wind blowing and rattling things, I thought, sure, I would catch myself on fire. So I tried to make a fire outside, and I fortunately remembered that birch bark would burn even when soaking wet. And I was able to gather enough birch bark, tear it into tiny little strips, little curls, and to get it going and get wood over it going and to actually have a fire. I often think of birch as having saved my life in that situation that uh, the birch bark and its ability to catch fire right in the wind, in the sleet, to bring that warmth. Aha! Is it any wonder yeah, that I, I feel protected by the birch? Yes. What did you say? I was saying that in those times and in, you know, heat in the winter, that's a very intense time, you know, and, Outdoors, and I've been there. I've been there. Outdoor environments, so yeah, that can yes, it it can go from a nice afternoon to a brutal evening in a blink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can bond you to 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 that thing and go hey. Right. So I've always felt that birch was very protective. Now there's a Native American story. Um, And I'll tell you about the story rather than telling you the story because like many stories designed to get us through the long winter nights, this was a story that was meant to go on and on and on. And we don't have on and on and on. We only have a little over five minutes. Yeah. So the story concerns an old man and old woman, those wonderful characters. And the old man goes down to the shore one day to get some water from the lake, and there he finds a baby boy. 
And he takes the boy with him back to old woman. He says, look what I found at the lake, old woman. And old woman says, a little baby boy, let's take care of him. And so they do. Now, this baby boy, let me tell you, is trouble. Big time trouble. He is always getting into trouble. And before he's even eight years old, he is starting to threaten the powers that be. Shaking his fist at Thundermaker. And sure enough, Thundermaker says, You're just a little boy. You can't shake your fist at me. I will send lightning bolts to kill you. Bam, bam. But our bad little boy takes off running. And he runs and he runs and he runs through the woods. You can see how this story could go on for a long time. And he turns into first one thing and then another. And, of course, the Lord of Thunder, you know, pursues, you know, with lightning bolt after lightning bolt after lightning bolt. And finally, our little boy has come back to Earth after being a variety of flying and swimming things and sees a entire birch bark tree lying in the forest and dives into it and the Lord of Thunder is not able to hurt him. Mm. Have you ever seen that? No. It looks like a whole birch tree has fallen in the woods. No, what I meant was not the story. (laughs) Maybe the scene. uh, But when you get up to it, there's nothing inside it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? It's yeah. just the birch bark because the birched wood for a deciduous tree it's is like, very soft. It's empty. It's like hollow. It's empty, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I have experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. So, what a great story of this little boy diving in there and being protected from the wrath, right, of the Lord of Thunder by being inside the birch. That's an amazing. Great story. And what else does it tell us? It says, we say, wait, 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 wait. We have a tree, and this tree falls in the forest. What's the part that usually rots off the tree first? The bark. Right. But with the birch, it's the wood that rots first, and the bark stays, and that might lead us to correctly surmise that birch bark is antifungal and antibacterial. In fact, if you think back on it, there's a lot of birch bark laying around in the woods, isn't there? It doesn't rot very easily. Yes. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah. The bark is harder than the wood. Yeah. Birch, Beth, the first Ogum, the inception, dark of the winter, the spark comes in and it is protected. The birch, white birch, in the full moonlight shining on the field of snow, protects those little glimmers of ideas that we have, and they are blessed. We can use birch magically to affirm 
the spirit of life in the darkest of times. Right. It's very traditional at solstice festivals to write one's wish on a piece of birch bark and cast it into the solstice fire. Yes. It is indeed a fine tree for writing upon. And if you pick up a piece of birch bark in the forest, you will also almost immediately notice that it has eyes in it. Or if you see the living birch tree, you will see these eyes, these lenticles, right, in the bark. And as the bark ages, that dark lenticle part rots out first so that you're actually left with a birch bark mask. (laughs) Just a natural mask right there given to us by the goddess of the birch, by the, the birch mother. I also think about in Scandinavia, in the middle of the winter, they do saunas, right? And in the saunas, they flog each other with bundles of birch. Yeah. Little birch twigs for the flogs. So, when you take a walk walk this week, see if there's a a birch tree anywhere around a white birch or a black birch or even a golden birch. Yeah. Start to notice where the birch is. And all those things that I mentioned and those household items as well. Where's the birch around you and how can it help you affirm the spark in the dark? Well, once again, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for letting people jump easily um, from this show to my Wise Woman Bookshop where they can find all of my books and some holiday specials. Absolutely. So I wish you a warm coziness here as the winter really starts to uh, set in. And uh, thank you. And thank you, Susan Weed. And thank you for being Green part. blessings, everybody. And remember, herbal medicine is people's medicine. It's the medicine that grows right outside your door. Good night, Daniel. All right, good night. And thank you again, Susan. Uh Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe. Radio Network. Blessed are we in the awakening all. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are we in the light of the day as we Bless
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.